As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Hey everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. Let's learn about all of it and then some. Listen to Grown Up Stuff How to Adult on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Grown Up Stuff. Grown Up Stuff. These people need to know who the hell's in charge here what the rules are. All right, you want to be in charge this time? I'll be in charge. All right, you're in charge. What's the episode number? It is 164. Nice. <laughs> Ooh, I have a headset all the way up. It's blasting my ears. I'm traumatized. I'd like to consider myself a pseudo-radio professional. You are. And so I had the headset up all the way. Oh. But when I started talking, it was blasting in my ears. So then I spoke lower and backed off the mic, and it was still really loud. It doesn't make any sense. I'm not yelling. No. The headphone I would say it was, was the fader up. all the way up, yeah, or the knob. Up. Yeah. Yeah, Danielle Monero from the Elvis Duran Show was in here, and she must have bumped oh, into that. Oh, she cranked it. She cranked it. Welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 164, as you were just told. Yes. That's Jamie from Light FM. Hello. And I'm David Brody from Elvis Duran and the Morning Show. Uh, we're going to get to it. This was an amazing episode of The Walking Dead. I think it's one of the best they ever had. Theories out the window. Theories My back in the window. God. Sadiq didn't kill anybody. So we'll get to that. However... Before we do, okay. Jamie was on stage at Radio City Music Hall this week. I was on Friday with Anna Gosteyer. She was uh, Lindsay Lohan's mom from Mean Girls. Yeah, and, whatever. She was on SNL and for SNL years. SNL for yeah. years. Well, I'm saying the younger the younger kids probably know her more from Mean Girls. Uh, okay. But we flipped to Christmas on Friday. Yeah. Okay. I want to ask you about that. Okay. Okay. We work in a goofy industry. <laughs> yes, we do. Okay. <laughs> so Light FM in New York flips to Christmas on Friday. Yes. Which means you do talk in the morning. Yeah. But other than that, every song you play is a Christmas song, except an occasional Hanukkah song, right? We're going to get a little Hanukkah in there? Well, I have to ask my program director. But He's not it's Jewish. a totally normal, regular show. Right. Just all the songs are Christmas now. I feel like, now I know you're, people looking at their phones and radios going, there are no good Hanukkah songs. There are? You know them. There are, right. Yeah. There's a great song by Bare Naked Ladies. There's a good song by Modest Yahoo. Um, just, they're out there. There's, there's good songs. Anyway. So, you guys went to Radio City Music Hall. Yes. What was the event supposed to be? It was us on stage. We did a few live breaks. You and your co-hosts. Yes, Cubby and Christine. Yeah. We did, well, they did, some live break cut-ins while we flipped the switch. So, in other words, you're on the air live from Radio City Music Hall. Yes, and we did- Which is amazing. We did a couple breaks with the Rockettes, a couple breaks with Anna Gosteyer, and then we were on stage uh, introducing ourselves, the station, and then they lifted the curtain- and there was this giant box right. with a light on it. Now, the box looked like the kind of box you would throw clothing in in a parking lot to donate for charity. Well, you know what? Up close, 
it says joy on it and the handle lights up blue, but I have to say from the audience, you cannot tell anything happened. Okay. All right. And it was expensive. Okay. So I'm uh, as as somebody watching your Instagram. Yes. And the it looked eight, like nothing happened. Eight to twelve thousand people sitting at Radio City Music Hall, whatever it was. Yeah. You guys walk over to the box. Yep. Cubby and Christine. Yep. Walk over to the box, and uh, you you I don't know if you're supposed to pull the lever down. It, they were it was already down. They lifted yeah, it up. Yes. To officially flip the radio flip station, the station to Christmas music. Yes. Now I don't I don't want to tell you there's no Santa Claus and there's no Tooth Fairy. I'm not gonna do that. Uh, this is behind the curtain. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. Uh, but. I want to know who they hired to run the cables from that box on stage at Radio City Music Hall all the way to Light FM. Oh, oh, yes. 50 blocks away in Manhattan. When we had already flipped three hours earlier? Right, what? I'm right. sorry. So, because I was confused <laughs> that somehow this box on stage yeah. was rigged to reprogram the radio station. <laughs> that is, at that exact moment. That is programmed days in advance. Yes. Uh, to flip to Christmas music. This this huge piece of it. Who's paying for that? That's amazing. Theater of the mind. Theater of the mind. <laughs> so I, I and everybody. Here's what I loved. Every, I, okay, I have a problem with audience participation at times. Oh yeah. So, not that I have a problem. I can do it. I just don't get it sometimes. So you guys were like, let's count it down, and the whole crowd was like, five, four, very pumped up. Oh yeah, they were pumped. I don't understand like like game shows when you like win seven hundred dollars, yeah, and the host says one hundred, two hundred, oh. the audience goes three hundred, four hundred, seven hundred, right? Okay, <laughs> I don't get that, and I don't get why they care about certain things. Mm. For instance, Jimmy Fallon does a couple of games in his show. I love Jimmy. I love. There's him. a couple of games in his show. One is I think Pictionary. Mm-hmm. And part of Pictionary is there's a wall with clues numbered one through eight. Yes, I've seen that. Okay. And he does another one where it's a, it's like mystery box. It doesn't matter. Don't tweet me. Whatever the name is. Where Like lie to me. I think it's called lie to me. Mm-hmm. And each person takes a box with a number on it. Okay. And they open it up behind a, a wall where the other person can't see. And they either describe it or they lie to the person and describe it. Oh, yeah. I've s- seen that. Okay. okay. So the celebrities go to pick a box. And for some reason, the audience cares what number they pick. Or Pictionary. Oh, yeah. They always yell, five. Four, three, four, two, three, two, two. Number seven. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I don't so, understand. Uh, I'm, I'm sending this. I'm going to talk about this on the Brooklyn Boys also this week. Okay. Double dip. <laughs> I don't understand, number one, why you think they're going to hear your voice over the other 2,000 people in the crowd. Yeah. They're not going to hear it. Yeah. Also, what what do you, how, what makes you, wh- why do you care about number four? I don't know. Why? You don't know it's going to be funny. You don't know you it's have, not going to be They have no You have clue. no idea. You're like, four! They get pumped and they don't know what they're excited because about. Because you say it's your lucky number. What yeah. that means is it was your little league number when you were a kid. <laughs> yeah. Or something happened in fourth grade or it's your birthday number. Yeah. But you've never won a lottery because it's the number four. It's not really lucky. It's a number that pops up in your life a lot. Exactly. But that shouldn't affect Jimmy Fallon picking a box. No, it shouldn't. Pick six! Pick six! <laughs> Seven! And some people sound like they're having a heart attack. Right. I'm like, oh my God. And then if the, if the, if the, now everybody, there's eight numbers, right? So everybody yells out the eight numbers. Yeah. Right? An eighth of the audience yells out all the yes. numbers, right? They pick the number you yelled out. I know the people in the audience are going, yeah, they, 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 that yeah, was mine. yeah. That was me. Yeah. And then when it's funny, they're like, I pick six. They go home and tell their friends, I, I yelled out six. I, he heard me. I don't understand why people care. Go to the show and just enjoy it. Now, I know they tell you to clap and they tell you to whatever. Yeah. I don't know if they tell you to yell out numbers or not. I don't think they do. I think the audience just gets a little bit crazy and too into it. But, but... people were into the countdown, the oh, Light they, FM countdown. Oh, they were, and Radio City is a big venue. They were like, yes! A radio station we're not currently listening to is flipping to Christmas music that I'll get tired of in a week. Right now. So, Woo! Yeah.
Right. But I like the Christmas music. I think it's fine. Here's my problem with Christmas music. Not because I'm Jewish. Yeah. I love Christmas yeah. music. You know, most of the great Christmas songs are written by Jewish composers. Really? Mm-hmm. You just looked it up. Okay. Irving Berlin. Look it up. Okay. Okay. So I used to work in retail. Mm-hmm. When you work in, in restaurants or in a mall, which I did. Yeah. And mall restaurants, which is double dipping. Oh, yeah. That's... You get the, you get the, the you know, the, the one hour tape that just loops. So oh, that, that's what they do? Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, now it's satellite radio oh, and, so and there's a little more Pandora and iHeartRadio and all those. You can program in a channel and you're fine. Yeah. But back in the day. You must have lost your mind. They would put in like what looks like an eight track, like a one oh. track thing. And they would pop it into a, because you had to buy, because music was, had royalty. You had, you had to pay for it. Oh. So companies, like a company. To would, play in the store. Right. So you, you would subscribe to a company. The okay. company would then pay for the rights to certain songs. Okay. And you would subscribe to that company. Okay. Right. So then you would pop that as the store manager. You would pick out the Christmas one or Pop Songs Three. Or yeah. I like I like mid tempo pop two. <laughs> and you and you pop that tape in. Yeah. And that would just go for the day. Yeah. Now if you're having dinner, you probably weren't gonna hear the same song. But if you work there, if you work in retail, you would hear the the eighteen songs. Oh god, just but you'd always know the next song. It would like uh, you know, and you hear Boom, boom. You'd hear the next song. And you song. would just automatically know. No, you would know. know what was coming. Yeah. Because it it, that's how your brain works. Yeah. You hear the next song because you, you like trained to hear it. Yeah. So I can't listen to Christmas music because a lot of times I'll hear in my head what the next song would have been if I was still in retail. You remember all that? Some of it. And wow. I, like I hate some of the songs. Yeah. Like I forgot Cranberries too. Or like you forgot, whatever it is. <laughs> the Christmas wrapping paper. The I don't red, know was... if I know that one. Yeah, it's, um. oh, I'll play it. Well, you, yeah, my favorite song is uh, Frank Sinatra's Jingle Bells. I like it. And it's super short. I think it's like a minute something. Is it? A lot of the Christmas songs are very short, so... Yeah, it's Christmas wrappings by the waitresses. Oh, I know. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Da-da-da, yeah, it's like, I went to the store. You went into the store. I, I know that song. I forgot cranberries, too. We <laughs> yes, should have sex. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, oh, by the way, so um, have you heard the um, John Legend? Uh, oh, my God, I was just going to ask you that. I, I haven't heard it, but I heard some of the lyrics. I just can't get on board with that. It's, you it's don't like it. your body, your choice, da da na 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 And I'm like, wow, this, really, this is where we're going with this. All right, so if you don't know what we're talking about, they did a, P- I promise we're going to talk about The Walking Dead. We will, we promise. I promise. Um, you, you can always fast forward through this, but this is the snappy banter you want. Yeah, this is the banter. This is the snaps. Okay, where's the clip? Uh, I think this is the clip. I want to make sure I have the clip. Is this the clip? I ought to say no, no. Okay, so this, so it's all about like, hey, it's your body, it's your choice, yeah. and it's very PC because the original song was she's like, hey, it's cold. And he's like, no, you should stay here, be warm. Yeah. But it was sort of like, you know, why don't we just stay and we have sex? He What's didn't say. What's drink? I think it's a bit much. I think the song was written at the time when it was written, and some, but I, so I'm not sure if they wrote this song, the update, like tongue in cheek. Or like, because it needs to be done. I, I feel like it was on the more serious side. Okay. So I'm going to play this clip. Okay. And then we're going to move on to The Walking Dead, I promise. Okay. Now you tell, so it, it, okay, here's what she says, because so they overlap. She says, I re- I, re- uh, I have to say no, no, no. It's with Kelly Clark, right? Right. She's, I have to say no, no, no. And he, very, as a gentleman, says that maybe you should go. Yeah. Like if you're not comfortable, right? Yeah. I ought to say no, no, Then you no, really no. ought to go, go, go. Right? Okay. He, so, that Jedi mind tricking her. That can be well, no. That can be interpreted as, "Hey, I just I'm saying no." And she's like, "Hey, you know what? Then you should go. Be, you know, yeah, go." Here's what I no think is here. happening. Ready? Here's what I, I ought to say no, no, 
then you really ought to go, go, go. Here's what I think he's saying. She's like, I don't want sex. Oh, and no. he's like, you need to go. <laughs> That's what I think he's saying. That's funny. You're not going to put out goodbye. Right. She's like, I have to say no, no, no. And he's like, then you really then should go, go, go. You just need to go. Get your ass in an That's Uber. hilarious. So I don't Uber. think that was their intention. <laughs> I don't think that was intention. But that's hilarious. But I think that's I think that's what that's how I'm reading it. I, I could be wrong. Let me tell you, there's a lot of guys out there nowadays that that is how they would say. Well, it. I understand that. Now that's not how, what I would say. That's not how I speak. No, it's not. But I I feel like that could be misinterpreted. I think you could. Now that you said it out loud to me, I'm like, yeah, actually. Hmm. Because see, what he should have said was. Then you should absolutely go if that's what you like. But he's if like, if you're more comfortable, than but he's leave. like, then you should go, go, go. Like, get out, leave. get out, because <laughs> you're saying no to me. That's what I'm hearing. All right, that's kind of funny. All right, so The Walking Dead. Now you had a Kari Payton sighting. Oh yes, Kari Payton so, plays King Ezekiel. With the whole uh, Disney Plus thing that's exploding on the internet. Hannah Montana by. Did I talk about how great The Mandalorian is? Uh, yes, last you week, did. Yes. Last Fantastic. Today. Episode two. Holy crap! And oh, no spoilers. Good. Have you not seen hashtag baby whatever? I'm not gonna say what it was. There was a hashtag baby something. Oh my God, people are going to buy it for the holidays all the time, oh, every day. Really? I'm going to Disney soon and it's going to be everywhere. So I don't want to spoil jealous. it because if you haven't seen it, but there's a baby something. Okay. And uh, it was all over the internet last week because it was in the end of the first episode. Okay. And I then, know you love then, it. And you said it and was And then like... big time in the second episode. Oh, okay. That's it. No spoilers. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. I love it. Every um... episode's Friday. Can't wait till Friday. <laughs> Okay. And you said the sound quality is amazing too. Well, it's yeah, well, well it's movie quality, yeah. 4K and the whole thing. But so, anyway, Hannah with Montana, Disney, sorry. Disney Plus coming. Uh, Hannah Montana played by Miley Cyrus. Uh, I coming, s- it's here. Well, meaning yeah, but yeah. all over Disney Plus. Um, so I was on Twitter and I follow Kari Payton who plays King Ezekiel, and I saw this picture from him, like, oh my god, he's used to. He did an episode of Hannah Montana where he had a full head of hair. He must have been in his twenties. It was a really awesome picture. Yeah, so you just showed it to me. It's I showed cool. it to you. It's hilarious. So I'll put it up if you want on our uh, Instagram. Yeah, so see that can, so on the old. Okay, speaking of which, Kari back in the day at David Brody at the Talking Jamie J A M I E. Yes, Jamie got seven, almost seven hundred new followers last week because I think you guys. Jamie was on the Elvis Duran Morning Show talking about the trials and the tribulations, trials and tribulations of my sad dating life of her dating life. Yes. By the way, a lot of people are asking you to to um, use sexual innuendo on Twitter when you reply back. Oh and, God! And I don't this think, is what I'm known I for. I don't think they realize that's not you deliberately speaking that way. No, they. That's you, you accidentally is, saying things, and I point it out. I say things not in a sexual way, right. and then you stare at me in silence, and then I take that it's taken the wrong way immediately. Then you still stay quiet, and I try to dig myself out of the hole, and right. I dig the hole deeper. Right. Like that, that's just what, like right now. That's right, right now. <laughs> and there we go. I don't actually do it on purpose. It just happens. Right. I was gonna say it just comes out, but then. <laughs> Consciously thinking, I can't say that. <laughs> See, I, again, this you're not going to get happened. this on Twitter. Yeah, this is just on the podcast. <laughs> okay, so at Walkers underscore Talkers. Yeah, I'll throw up the Kari uh, we'll pick. throw up the Kari pick, and please follow at the Talking Jamie on all your social media platforms. MySpace, yes, Friendster, oh, yeah. all of them. Roomster, all Okay, a yeah. uh, little bit of news. A lot of it has to do with stuff that happened in the episodes. I don't want to give it away. Okay. Until the end. Um, there's a, a scene from episode five of, of season nine where Rick is running across the bridge that people are now talking about. Oh, this is crazy. Nobody noticed it at the time, but on the side of the bridge is a, you know, like uh, Mike Loves Mary, you put it in the heart. In the heart. And right on the spray on paint, right? Spray paint. So as Rick is running across the bridge, the, the spray paint on the side of the bridge, it says, Wes hearts someone. Yeah. You can't see who it is. Now keep in mind, that was 
seven years ago. Yeah. Um, Wes is the new character who paints on Fear the Walking Dead. Yes. So people are freaking out and wondering if Wes at some point was in the Virginia area and then made his way to Texas. Now, keep in mind, the people, the uh, CMB people, CRM, the CRM people, the helicopter people. Oh, yeah, yes. Um, Dwight said he followed the road because there were roadblocks mm-hmm. and that the road led him to Texas. Interesting. So it's possible Wes may have followed the same path, the same path and just never crossed paths with the survivors of the Walking Dead universe. But that's very interesting. If it's the same Wes. Yeah, it, it may not be. It could be a different spray painting Wes. Yeah, but he is super flirty with uh, Alicia But now, that but... was a year before he was introduced on Fear. Interesting. So if that is the same Wes, they would have had to thought that think that far ahead that they were going to introduce- like such a little detail that everyone missed until now. That right. If that's what it is, that's crazy. Now, for all we know, that could have been on the bridge- that, that they, they filmed. They filmed. And it could mean- Some guy named Wes could have spray it, painted it the bridge. Could mean, it could mean nothing. We don't know. We don't know. Or it could get super deep and mean that Wes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, season 10 mid-season finale will feature a new character that we talked about, uh, I don't know, a few months ago, named Virgil, uh, who encounters Michonne and Judith during their trip to Oceanside uh, in the next episode. Yes. Uh, it was announced during Comic-Con- uh, Gail and Heard, executive producer, describes Virgil as a resourceful survivor who is desperate to get home, wherever that is. Uh, the character has no exact counterpart in the comics, but he might have been inspired by Pete, who is an Oceanside fisherman and ship captain introduced in the general time frame now playing out on the TV show. So, Virgil. Virgil. Now, in the trailer for next week, there's, by the way, four trailers are already out for next week. You sent me a few I didn't breathe. Yeah, one of them in the quick little montage is Virgil and Michonne in the sail in a sailboat sailing off. Hmm. So wherever his home is, maybe it's somewhere she thinks Rick might be. Did you say in the comics she got in a boat? Uh, Or who got in a boat in the comics? uh, Yeah, so she's in, well, she's on the boat when Michonne, when Carol came off the boat. Yeah. That was Michonne. Okay. And then um, Michonne goes to Pittsburgh where the Commonwealth is. Oh, gotcha. If I'm remembering yes, correctly. Yes, okay. So there's some boat work. A lot of boat stuff. A lot of boat stuff. Okay. You into the boat stuff? Uh, ship him on a ship. Uh, we will talk about Mr. Rita's with no shirt. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about Woo! that. Woo! Yeah. By the way, I just asked you if you, if you do boat stuff. Uh, yeah, well, if it's Norman involved, <laughs> I don't... It could be anything stuff. <laughs> okay. All righty. Anyway. All right. Um, there were a lot of questions coming out of... Um, the episode. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Overall, you liked it? I thought it was phenomenal. Good job, Michael Cudlitz. Yeah, it was great. He directed the episode. Um, we uh, did a damn good job. It it was... I really thought they were going to show uh, Sadiq killing Enid. That's what I thought. Like being forced to yeah, kill her. Yeah, because he they kept... They definitely led us into that. Saying that Enid seemed to be the most triggering for him of all the deaths. Right. And he was close with her. Yeah, because he was her his co-doctor. And they kept playing her screaming last oh. week. And um, but but yeah, so the episode oh. was called "Open Your Eyes," which again, in some of his flashbacks, we saw they were telling him to open his eyes. Yeah, we found out this week it was more than just telling him; Ooh. they forced him. But we'll we'll yeah. get to that. Um, I sent out a link to the first ten minutes, not the first ten minutes, the opening minutes oh. of the finale, the mid-season finale, which. 
I don't know if that's edited because sometimes that the first few minutes is shorter than the real first few minutes. It might, but you're going to need oxygen. Um, it looks like it was edited because it's like chopped here, scene, 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 yeah. scene. But it explains all of the questions about Dante. Oh, all of them. We'll get to Dante in a minute and what the Ooh. questions are. But it does um, answer all the, well, how did the, and why did the, and who, and and well, who, it's all there. <laughs> it's all there. There's also some other uh, questions answered about Dante. We'll get to Dante. By the way, Dante, uh, obviously not playing the role of Dante from the comics. No. Which goes back to our original, uh, Al is probably going to be Dante. Yeah, because Maggie dated Dante in the comics. And Al was doing everything Dante did earlier, and we kept calling him Al Dante. Al Dante. <laughs> and so clearly, since they used Dante to throw people off. Oh, they did. He's like, oh, he's a comic book character. He's a good guy. So we'll, we'll use that name and that character. But no. No, well, I don't want to spoil it in case you're not they up to that They like to part. mind F us. Yeah. Yeah, they did. <laughs> They did. All right. Uh, the episode, Open Your Eyes, starts off with Sadiq on his couch having flashbacks of Alpha and Beta telling him to open his eyes, and then whoever else was telling him. Uh, he goes into Cheryl's bedroom. She's wrapped in a blanket with a cross on the wall. We already saw that thanks to Trailer Guy. Trailer Guy, you spoiled. That we knew. someone was going to die and be wrapped in that blanket, although uh, in the scene from next week, uh, we learn a little more about Cheryl. I'm trying to I'll, I'll get there. Okay. I'll get I'm there. Blanking. I don't want to spoil okay, anything. Okay. okay. Okay, uh, so so at that point we know she's going to die because we've already seen her wrapped in a blanket with the cross from the wall. Like over her, And yeah. we've already seen Sadiq walk into that room with no blanket and no Cheryl in the bed. Yeah. So F you trailer guy. <laughs> Sadiq takes a jug of water from her room, goes to visit Rosita. He has a jug of water next to uh, all of their beds. Uh, all Every patient has a jug of water. They're all red shirts, by he goes the way. To, yeah, he goes to fill up the jugs with more water and more water and like, okay, we got so it. So much water. We got it. The water's poison. We figured yeah. that out. Uh, a large black man we've never seen before is throwing up, and of course Sadiq gives him more water to drink. Oh, also right after you puke, I can't swallow water. I'm like, I'll vomit again. Right. Um, he then uh, sees Alpha in the. He imagines seeing Alpha in a green in the green dress, minus from, the wig, minus the wig from the fair and the barn. Yep. Standing in the window. Oof. Uh, he's sitting on on his couch now. He's making notes. He has another flashback. He imagines that somebody's arms are grabbing him from behind and covering his mouth. Yeah. Um, that was creepy. That was creepy. I kind of, well, now it makes sense. But at first I'm like, hmm, what is that? Yeah. Okay, after the commercial, uh, Daryl and Carol are in the jail cell. Uh, they kick Lydia out, and they have their prisoner from last episode with them. Carol asks Lydia if she knows him. She says, yes, he's the one who watches the Guardians. Uh, I mean, Walkers. Yeah. She still calls them Guardians. Yeah. Father Gabriel comes over. He's pissed. Oh, he's mad. And his eyes creeping me out more than ever. It is. It looks like it's getting wider. Put a, yes, right? Yeah. A uh, more bluish white. I'm says, like, do something. You brought him here. You're putting everyone at risk. And uh, and Daryl's like, we're already at risk. Like, they're already attacking us. Yeah, and, they, you know. Yeah. Father Gabriel says, Sadiq's going to fix his wounds. And Carol says, he needs to bleed until he talks. And he's like, that is not your call. None of this is. Like, right. he got really mad. He says, the council would not agree. And then he then he pulls the mommy card. I was going to say, he pulled the Michonne card. He goes, and neither would Michonne. Yeah, Carol's did. like, fine, fine. Carol, Lydia, and Daryl go to Carol's house. Carol tells Daryl the Whisperer is not going to give up anything easily. And she understands if he wants to sit this one out. So I'm going to torture him. So She's a badass, that woman. Uh... Daryl heads downstairs to where he lives in his little apartment oh, yes, with his he, dog. Yes, he does. And this is the part where I'm like, oh, 
This is Jamie's favorite part. I had a few people, listeners, DM me on Instagram, and they're like, how about that Daryl scene? I'm like, I think I backed that yeah. scene up about eight Darryl times. Daryl took his shirt off. He's covered in scars from the whippings and- That I didn't like. Everything else sad. he's been, yeah, been through. Yeah. Um, he stares at the double nuts that Carol gave him. And I knew, I, I, what were you thinking when, he, when, when the nuts were there? The double acorns, rather. I don't know. I don't know if he has feels for her. He saved it. Yeah, he was thinking about her, though. He's thinking about her. Shirtless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lydia tells Carol the Whisperer will not betray Alpha. The one that guards the ones that guard the horde are the most loyal. Yeah. She gives them no choice. She tells them people will die if they don't obey. Carol says, I will give him no choice then either. Lydia says, I hate those people, but I know them. In other words, I don't like them. I don't want to live among them. But this is, I'm telling you right now, this is what you're walking into. Right. Just a heads up. But she also knows them. I think she also meant like, but I still feel guilty because I grew up around them. That I think it was exactly both those things. Here's the one thing about the whispers I don't understand. I understand how you keep people in the whispers, but where are they finding new people to join? I don't know. Like, do they just invade a, a, a bunch of people and then say, here's who we are. Are you in? Or maybe they kill part of their community and they just they go in and the they rest are all they loyal. They don't have a choice. They're brainwashed too. Yeah, but how do they brainwash them initially? Are they people that were running for their lives and they needed help and they're like, no. I think she found strays along the way that needed help and they kind of knew if they if I don't go here, I guess I'll die. So they. But just they're fell walking in line like they're walking like walkers. How do they like go? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! We're human. Want to walk with us? Oh well, yeah. I haven't figured that part out yet. They did not show that in the backstory, how they, you know. Well, they kind of don't know, spoiler, in that Dante trailer. They kind of. No, they show how Dante. But I'm saying that's what they could have done to other people. But that, okay, the thing you're referencing. Yeah. He was already part of their group. Yeah, no, I know. But I'm saying to get other people on their side, he made, they may just whip off the mass and be like, yeah. hey, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I'd like to see that. Uh, she tells, uh, she tells her Alpha drew a line and she needs to choose a side. So she's talking to Lydia. Yeah. Lydia says, you know what? I should have left with Henry when he asked me to. And, and, uh, and Carol says, yeah, I wish you did too. Well, they both be alive. Lydia says Alpha makes her people obey. She makes them feel they have no choice. Lydia says, if you show them that a place like this can survive, that thought is dangerous and there's nothing my mom can do to stop it. In other words, if you show her Alexandria is awesome... And uh, you can live and have water and food and that that's the antithesis of being a whisperer. Yeah. Like where they tell you there's nothing, there's no hope. Living like an animal, literally. Yeah. Dante and Sadiq go into the cell to treat the whisperer. Um, Dante looks him right in the eye and says, don't try anything. Yeah. Right? That's when I knew what was going on. You knew right there? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I wrote it. I said, because Ooh. he went to him and said, don't try anything. A doctor wouldn't say that. And he looked it in his eyes like, Also, don't say anything. Well, that's what he meant. Yeah. The guy, and the guy's response was, never. Uh, Which is not a normal response uh, yeah, to don't right. try anything. That's not a, that is not a normal response. The guy is a prisoner who just told everyone they can go after themselves. I'm, I'm alpha all the way. Yeah. So he wouldn't have said, I'll never try anything. Yeah. He wouldn't say that. No, he'd go, he he'd go, I'll go to hell. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So that that's when I went, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 The whisperer tells Sadiq, uh, he stares him in the face and, and looks him in a creepy way. He know he says he says uh, I know you to Sadiq. Yeah, that was creepy. Sadiq freaks out and Dante tells him to go outside. Everyone's like, uh, get outside for a minute. Mm-hmm. By the way, when he went outside, that's when shit went down. We'll talk about later. Okay. okay? Uh, he has a flashback of Alpha saying, "Look," and then cutting off DJ's head. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. Aaron meets Gam at the bridge in the daytime, and they stare at each other from each side of the bridge. There's a uh, the barrier, the the border. Uh, Aaron's eating bread in front of her, and she says, "You have bread every day." He's like, "Yeah." Yeah, he offers her some, and she refuses. I can't eat that. Like some freak, freaky girl. She's like, "But how do you have it every day?" Yeah, how do you have bread every day? He's like, "We have flour, we have people, we're making bread." She's like, but you have so much. Yeah. You could see. She was like, oh, God, I want some of that bread. Yeah. Aaron shows her a picture that his daughter drew, and Gamma's getting very inquisitive. Uh, how many kids do you have? How many kids are there? She's like, there's more? What? Gamma says, children hold you back and make you weak. Oh, Lord. He asks her if she has any family, sisters, or whatever, and she says, I'm an only child. Eyes. Eyes. <laughs> Carol goes to visit the prisoner with a tray. This was great. Oh. It was covered like it could have been like a tray of knives. Yeah. And Daryl and Father Gabriel are standing behind uh, her. She uncovers the tray, and it's bread and jam and honey. And he she offers it to the guy, and she says, uh, what do you want? He says, all of it. So she's doing her happy homemaker thing. Like, oh, I'll give you some jam. Oh, I'll give you some peach cobbler? Right. Now, she's being <laughs> awfully nice considering she captured him. At first, I'm like, all right, what's her plan You really here? can't do the happy homemaker when you, you captured her in, him in the woods. No. Um... She says, you know, for lunch, we're having salted fish. Mm. Like, as if to go, we got it really good here. Yeah, like, we have a nice little menu here. Not dead pasta. Right. Uh, He says, what do you want for this? And she says, I just want to talk. And he says, nah, pass. And so he starts looking at the food, and he's like, not I thought, like, originally, he was tempted. Like, he didn't know if he was allowed to eat it. Yeah. And then he ate it. Like an animal. Oh, I'm so good, so good. I have to say, he convinced me there. For a second? He sure did. Okay. Well, then he spit it all over her and face and neck. And that's why people thought Carol was getting sick or had welts on her neck. Oh. Because it was the food on her neck. Yeah. Uh, by the way. Um, the way he ate it so slow, like he was almost praying and like it was so good he was shaking. Right. I thought, oh God, she's got him. Right. And then he did that. Now, if you watch <laughs> Talking Dead, you'll see the way they filmed that scene was Michael Cutlets threw the food at her. I love that. It wasn't actually spit on her. Yeah, no. Because you see him spit, and then you see the food fly on her. But you didn't see him spit on her. Yeah, yeah, coming out of his mouth. Right. Uh, Sadiq is taking care of Rosita. He tells her she's okay, and she says, I still look good, though, right? And he says, if it wasn't Father Gabriel, I'd make my move. And she says, he's not jealous at all. Go ahead. Up in that bed. Yeah. And then Rosita says, I'm worried about missing an appointment to talk with Eugene yeah. on the radio. And then they start talking about being parents together. And Sadiq says, I want to make sure I do it right. I want to be a good dad. Yeah. That's when I said, you're in big trouble. Yeah. Once you're planning for the future. Don't plan in, for the future. Don't be the moral compass. Don't be the doctor. Don't plan for the future. He was all three. Oof. He had no chance. She tells him that she and the baby are both lucky to have him. And they almost kissed. And then she coughs. And, of course, he gives her more water. Yeah. She almost looked like she was going to throw up. Carol begins torturing the prisoner to find out what, uh, where the horde is pushing, uh, where the horde is, and she's pushing on his wound. Oh, she was, like, sticking her finger in it and, like, making it bleed. I'm like, Yeah. Ugh. He says to Carol, if we were out there, I would take you like a bitch in heat. When he said that, I wanted to reach through the screen and punch him yep. in the face. I was like, you mother. Mm. How about that? When she, Carol stepped slowly back, put her ring on her finger, and punched him in the face repeatedly. Yep. She's badass, Carol. She's so bad. He sits up and says, you're all weak. And Daryl takes out a big knife and says, I'm going to cut your fingers off. I'm going to cut both your ears off. Then I'm going to take all your teeth. Did that remind you of anything? Negan? Yeah. 
what he says to Rick, I'm going to kill Carl. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then I'm going to take your hands. Yes. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. yeah. The whisperer says, you lie to each other. The truth is staring you in the face. I would never betray Alpha. She rescued me. She protects me. She loves me. She loves all of us. She sacrificed her own daughter for us. Oh, Carol's face right there. So he says, I'm willing to give my life for her. And I'm like, bingo, there's your answer. So Carol runs out, and she's, she's going to get Lydia. And Daryl says, I don't want to involve her. He's like, the poor kid's been through enough, please. Right. Now, Carol says she needs to make up her own mind. It's the only way. Yeah. In that moment, I did agree with Carol. Like, right. That, that would be the one thing that break him. So here's, here's the thing, though, which I don't know, which we'll talk about. She brings her down to the cell. So let's talk about that. Um, Because later on, she does bring Lydia down. And so I'm wondering, did she ask Lydia at that point? And did Lydia say, okay? I don't think so. Or did she, was she tricking her there also? I I feel like it was a trick. All right. All right, well, we could debate that right after this. Hello, this is Ross Marquand. And play Aaron on The Walking Dead. And you're listening to Walkers and Talkers with David, Brody, and Jamie. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Hey, everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. Here's a clip from an upcoming episode featuring the weekly home checks, Keyshawn Lane, that you won't want to miss a common mistake that a lot of people do. They use fabric softener when it's not so great for your clothes. Should we never be using fabric softener? No, you should not ever be using fabric softener. It leaves a deposit on our clothes, which is also left in the machine. And it also makes the clothes highly flammable. Wait, what? (laughs) Yes. What you want to do instead is just use a quarter cup of vinegar. And that'll make them softer? That'll make them softer. And if you wanted some kind of scent, you can use essential oils. Wow, wow, wow. Catch new episodes of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult every other Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Grown Up Stuff. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take the dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the internet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? But there's way more to this story than that. The dress went viral in early 2015, marking one of the last months that the internet could still be fun. It was just before Trump declared his candidacy for president and polarized and already polarized internet. It was just shy of people deciding what went viral instead of algorithms. And it was just shy of celebrities realizing that they should never, ever tweet. It's more than a character of the day. It's an entire moment in time bottled in a little... Well, either blue and black or white and gold package. I'm not relitigating it again. You cannot make it. And that's just one story. We've got a million. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
By the way, I played the Ross Marquan thing a minute ago because you know he's such a, he's playing such a big role in the. In the he really is. Uh, and there's all I just played you a, you a trailer. YouTube has everything, but there's a trailer for next week with uh, Aaron and Gamma. We'll we'll talk oh, about man, that. Oh man, I watch everything. We'll talk yes, about the yep, end. Yep, we'll talk yep. about the end. Um, Sadiq is in uh, with Cheryl, and he says, "Look, I know what you're going through. You'll be fine." And he says, "You know, you look tired. You should take a nap. You need your strength." So he sits down, and uh, she's like, I, "I've made peace with dying. I'm good, but you need to take care of yourself." She's like, "You look worse than me." At this point, Just, like, I was close your eyes. I was thinking, if he goes to sleep and she dies, she's going to reanimate and try to kill him. Oh, jeez. That didn't happen. No, as, no. As, but I thought that. Yeah. Uh, Gamma and Aaron are talking. He tells a story about his brother, how much he misses him. Uh, she seems to be in pain when whenever uh, Aaron talks about having a sibling. He says, uh, I know you're digging for intel, but maybe we should just talk about nothing worth reporting. Like, I know you're, you're trying to pick my brain. Almost I'm like not stupid. Eugene and the woman on the radio. Right. Like, let's just talk life, but not stuff we can report right. each other on. Also, I'm going to jump ahead. At no point in this episode did Aaron tell anybody about the walkers in the river. Yes, I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, you saw it being poisoned. Right. Like, did you not think that was your water supply, sir? I, he never said anything. Never and said he anything. he stood there for hours. And he still hasn't said anything. Is it possible he didn't put it together? I mean... What did he think? She was just, like, emptying the trash? I, I don't know, but the fact that he didn't say anything is just, like, shocking. Yeah. Uh, the more Aaron talks about his brother, uh, the more she gets up and then she walks away... And starts reciting the walking in darkness. We are free chant. Oh yeah, she you know, started we freaking walk out. Together, we talk. Uh, yeah, she started snapping. But she's she's hardcore brainwashed. Well, she was. Aaron was getting through to her, and then she's like, "No, no, I am darkness. I am that." Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Cut to the jail cell. The whisperer prisoner is chanting the same thing that yep. Gamma was chanting. She says he says he's burning up. Sadiq and Dante try to hold him down. He's spitting up blood. Carol comes in with Lydia for a second and then saw that it was mayhem and brought her back up. So are we to believe that he, she was dragging her down and didn't tell her why? But since she never saw the guy, they went back up. And what did she think? Like, Because oh. Daryl was kind of blocking and he turns around and he's like, mm-mm, mm-mm. And then they just walked out. So Lydia, I think... I honestly think Carol didn't tell her, and they didn't see what was happening, so, so they just walked out. So she didn't out. ask, why did you bring me down there? I don't think so. So she was going to lie to her the first time, too. Yeah. I think that's the, totally the vibe I got. Uh, the guy dies. Sadiq finds a jar of herbs, and he says, uh, what is this? And Dante says, oh, I gave them that for pain and inflammation. Sadiq says, Dante, you killed him. He's and, like, that's uh, hemlock. What are you doing? Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? It's yarrow. And it whatever, some kind of root, whatever. whatever. that yarrow is. And uh, he says, no, that's hemlock. And he says, uh, I didn't ever think hemlock would be in the pack because you packed it. And Dante's so unsure of himself that he's not sure if he did or he didn't. Because I, I couldn't tell if he knew Sadiq was so, his mind was so afraid yes. that if he said, That's exactly yeah. why he said it. He's yeah, like, you did it. His, and Sadiq's like, oh. Right. So I was like, clearly Dante's trying to use Sadiq's mental issues against him. Oh, 100%. Gamma headed back to camp. She got attacked by uh, a walker and killed it. Alpha saw the whole thing. Now, did you notice that was the only walker in the entire episode? Yes. Well, I only noticed that once I watched Talking Dead, but I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, you're right. That was it, just one. Yeah, Talking Dead said the only other episode that was ever just one walker 
was in the uh, Well Walker episode, Cherokee Rose, at season two. Herschel's farm. And that was a bloated walker. That walker. That didn't even walk. It floated and then it ripped in half. Spoiler. That water, walker was Spoiler, well, walker's dead. so disgusting. Double dead. Yeah. yeah. That was a memorable one. Yeah. So the, the Walking Dead, only one walker the whole episode. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Gamma tells Alpha that Aaron has a child, and Alpha says, is that all you asked? She said, did you ask about your sister's child? And she says, no. She's like, basically, without, she's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't, no, I, I don't care. No, I don't care. Huh? And it's true. At that point, she hadn't. I thought they thought the baby was dead. I I don't. Th- I thought they didn't see. Connie uh, grab it. Yeah. Somebody in that group had to have seen it, and then she ran in the cornfield. Right, but I thought they thought the baby was dead. I, I think know. they just didn't know what happened. Well, they told the sister the baby was dead. But here's the thing: the sister made a comment like, "I gave up my baby." I thought the sister thought the baby was dead. I I think the sister went into shock and maybe just that's. I think. The sister did think that. I think right. I think the sister thinks her baby was dead, but she Gamma she clearly was, doesn't think the baby's dead. No, well, she the knows sister the baby was, was losing rescued. her marbles a little bit. Yeah, but not until the, she thought the baby died. Yeah. So I thought they thought the baby died. Well, Gamma didn't think so. Gamma was like, "Hey, can I see my?" Na-? Well, we'll talk. Well, about we'll that. talk. About <laughs> <it>. <laughs> uh, Alpha's mad. She didn't ask more questions because his people will kill their people. She says, um, "Take off your mask." which I thought she was getting punished for. Uh, Gamma rolls up her sleeve, sticks her arm out. I knew what was going to happen because yep. what she did to Lydia. And Alpha starts whipping her with the Oof, the switch. They call yeah. it a switch. It's a tree thing. Literally split her skin right open. Oof. She says, we are all being tested. We must remain strong. Samantha Morton's amazing. She is. Alpha tells her she believes in her and to never doubt it. Uh, she says, Aaron tempts her with his lies. You are not to be seduced. And she's like, yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, I got you, I crazy got you. lady. <laughs> uh, Father Gabriel says the whisperers can't find out about uh, the guy dying, mm-hmm. the whisperer dying, um, because obviously they would be pissed. Daryl stabs the uh, whisperer in the head so he doesn't reanimate. Carol and Lydia are on horseback riding in the woods, and she's like, we're not going uh, hunting, are we? She's like, no, we're just going for a ride. Yeah, we're So Carol lies to her there. Sadiq goes to Cheryl's room and sees she's not there, which we already knew. Thanks, trailer guy. Goes outside and sees Dante has her wrapped up in a blanket and is about to bury her. Yeah. Dante looked genuinely sad and Sadiq walked away in shock. So for a second, I thought, wow, Dante really was upset about the old lady. Yeah. He starts having more flashbacks. He starts punching himself in the heart. We see Enid with knives about to defend herself. We keep seeing that same scene of Uh. Enid ready to fight off whoever. Uh, he jumps into the lake, which we found out on uh, Talking Dead. It was a pool. It was a pool. Because there's snakes and other creatures living in that real lake. Covets was like, I'd let you jump in there, but I'd be fired. I still don't know what happened to the walkers in the lake. From yeah, no way out. that's, yeah. A lot of walkers went in that lake. And they were on fire, yeah, but you, they'll sink and they'll stay And the water would have, would have put them out of being on fire. Yeah. So they're alive down there. Yeah, I don't, they didn't mention that. Um... He has another flashback. Alpha tells him to look. And it looks like she cut someone's head off and there's blood all over the floor. Mm. He yells and he hears Enid scream. He, he yelled, Enid! Yeah. Right. Rosita jumps into the lake, pulls him out. I guess she's not that weak. I, I thought that too. I'm like, wow, she could pull him out of there? And, you know, right. she was in bed, bedridden a minute ago? Yeah. What'd you say? Bedridden. Yeah. 
Uh, Rosita says she wants him to tell her what's been going on. What's eating you? He says he feels like he never left that barn. It's all jumbled, the screams, the blood, the smells. I can't get it to stop. He says, you know what bothers me the most? Enid. Because she should be here. Oh, he's talking about Dante. He says, you know what bothers me the most about Dante? Enid should be here doing his job. Yeah. That was a total misdirection to make us think he killed Enid. I thought for a second. I was like, oh, he's having nightmares about Enid. He definitely killed Enid. Because maybe they made him do yeah. it. It reminds me how I found her. Um, I guess dead. Uh, Rosita says, it's not your fault. What that skin bitch did is not on you. Sadiq says, you weren't there. He said, people that I love died right in front of me. Now I get to watch it over and over and over again. I did nothing. I didn't move. I did nothing. I didn't help. I just watched. Rosita says he needs to fight through this for her, for Coco, for everyone. And that he's not alone. And he's the smartest person she knows. Except for her, of course. Well, and Eugene, I think. I know. when it's just, yeah, I think she may have a little too. something for Eugene. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh... Sadiq says, I still can't figure out why you're all sick. We all did. You don't eat together, live together. You don't eat the same things. He then stares at the water in the lake, and he says, go home. He finally, like, he finally realized what He's like, was... I have to go. Go, yeah. go home. Like, he figured it out. He goes to the water system and stares at it for a while, then goes crazy and starts throwing things. So, what someone did, at this point we didn't know, yeah. is... When it's being filtered, the red handle is up. Mm-hmm. But somebody put the red handle down and then bent it up to give the appearance of being up. That, that it looked like it was filtrating right. properly, but it wasn't. I'm not sure why you'd ever want it to be unfiltered. Why even have an opportunity to turn it off? Turn the filter off. And it wasn't locked. Well, there should, well, they wouldn't think anyone would do something like that. Right. But clearly someone did. Now, what we don't know is, does he tell anyone about the water? Did he tell anyone? Because if if he told the other doctor, that might not have been helpful. Yeah. So did he tell anyone? We don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So we may go into next week's episode with him drinking the water again. We don't know. Did he flip it back? He did, but whoever flipped it could flip it back again. Yeah, yep. Aaron goes to meet Gamma that night on the bridge, and she has the picture that Aaron's daughter drew that he gave her. He says, she says, keep it. But he says, keep it. And she says, I don't want anything from you. He's like, she's, he goes, take it or I'll burn it. I'm like, whoa, yeah. she. So she drops it on the ground. Her. And when he goes to pick it up, she jumps him and puts a knife to his throat. I was I, like, oh. Are you not, I, you know she's the enemy. Why would you bend down with your back to her? You kick it and then you pick it up. I think he was, well, he was getting through <laughs> to her and then Alpha got through to her again. So, so she has the knife at his neck. Yeah. She says, you will answer my questions or I'll kill you. And Aaron says, you don't do this. This isn't who you are. By the way, have we talked about this? Many times. When you say, you don't have to do this. Yeah. It doesn't work. This isn't who you are. It is. That's why there's a knife to your neck. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gamma says, you don't know who I am. Exactly my point. How many people do you have? Now, here's what I don't understand about this bit of interrogation. She was sent to pick Aaron's brain, yeah. right? Okay. We We do find out in a minute, that there's a spy in Alexandria who already knows how many people are there. Yep. So why wouldn't Gamma try to infiltrate Hilltop where they don't know exactly how many people are at Hilltop? That would have made more sense. Why do you need to know how many people are at a place you already have a spy in? Maybe she'd figure she could get that information out of him too at some point because that's the only person she connected to. Right, but 
they already have a spy. I don't understand. Mm. I don't understand that. Um, Carol comes out with her bow and tells her to let him go. When she doesn't, Lydia walks out from behind Carol. <laughs> and Gamma loses her mind and lets go and freaks out. And like, like I, runs off crying. I, 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 I can't. I, I, uh, yeah. So Lydia realizes she was used. She's pissed she off. She was a ploy. So she says to her, so Carol, so he, okay, Carol could have been like, wow, what the hell was that about? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, she could have. Like, or she could have acted like they just came across Aaron. Yeah. Did Aaron tell Carol, follow me? I may get jumped. I don't know. I mean, Because Carol and Lydia weren't following Aaron. Convenience bullshit. That they, convenience bullshit. They just happened to be there at the exact same time? At night. Okay, so so Gamma runs off. If you're Carol, all you have to say is, well, that was weird. Yeah, Carol could have played above and, off and been like, or, what the hell was that? I guess that's because they think you're dead. That's weird. And she was like, you used me. No, 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 I was here to save Aaron. I had no idea. She could have lied to her. She didn't cover that up well. No, she's like, you know, they they think that you're dead. Yeah. That's why we brought you here, basically. She could have played that a different way. Lydia realized she was used, because Carol basically said she was. <laughs> she's pissed off, and she tells Carol, you're no different than my mother. Oh, boy. You told me to choose a side. I choose mine. Carol says, you can't go off alone at night. It's too dangerous. And Lydia says, you can't stop me, and then hits her with her stick. Oh, yeah. She's and like, knocks her down. Yeah. And runs Jeez. off. And there's that. Uh, Alphas will freaking kill her. Well, we don't know who she's going to bump into in the woods. I don't know, but... She has a stick and all. she's running home to mommy, that's a bad choice. All right. So, th- the the biggest scene in a long time is up next. Uh, let's, uh, let's hear a word from our dear Enid, and then we will break down the amazing ending. Hey, it's Caitlin Akon, Enid from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to David Brody and Jamie on Walkers and Talkers. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. Hi, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hey everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. We're back with season two of the podcast, which means more opportunities to glow up and become a more responsible and better adult, one life lesson at a time. And let me just tell you, this show is just as much for us as it is for you. So let's figure this stuff out together. This season, we're going to talk about whether or not we're financially and emotionally ready for dog ownership. We're going to figure out the benefits of a high-yield savings account. And what exactly are the duties of being a member of the wedding party? All that, plus so much more. Let's learn about all of it and then some. Listen to Grown Up Stuff How to Adult on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Grown Up Stuff. Sixteenth Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress 
Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the internet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? But there's way more to this story than that. The dress went viral in early 2015, marking one of the last months that the internet could still be fun. It was just before Trump declared his candidacy for president and polarized and already polarized internet. It was just shy of people deciding what went viral instead of algorithms. And it was just shy of celebrities realizing that they should never, ever tweet. It's more than a character of the day. It's an entire moment in time bottled in a little, well, either blue and black or white and gold package. I'm not relitigating it again. You cannot make it. And that's just one story. We've got a million. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so uh, Cal rides back on the horse alone. We see Gamma sitting by herself in the woods crying without her mask. Yeah, right uh, down. Sadiq is alone in his room at night for some reason, looking out the window. Dante, in the, in the dark, mm-hmm. Dante comes by to talk, which is weird. He says, I want to apologize for what happened if I'm not helping enough. This whole scene, the hair on the back of my neck was standing up. I was like, something is making me uncomfortable. Sadiq says, it's all my fault, not anyone else's. And Dante says, this place is special. It takes a village. Everyone's helped to make it work. Everyone carries equal weight. So when something happens, it's all our fault. And when one of us is suffering, we're here to help. I'm your friend. It's going to be okay. And he puts his hand on Sadiq's shoulder. The guy genuinely seemed like he liked Sadiq at that point. I think he genuinely did. I think he did, yeah. All of a sudden, so I don't know if you noticed this, when he said it's going to be all right, and he put his hand on his shoulder, he um, he stepped back and he went... Yeah, yeah. Like a sound like on a the tick. roof. Yeah, like a sound on the roof of his mouth. Yeah, like... And then he saw Sadiq's eyes like go wide open. He has flashbacks from the barn again. And how one of the whispers held his eyes open, so he had to watch Enid die. In the reflection of the window, we see Dante, and then we see Dante in the whisperer mask. With his hand around his chest. Sadiq looks at him and realizes oh, that, shit. that he's a whisperer, because in the flashback, yep. the guy says, open your eyes, and he, look, and he went, yeah, yeah, he did that sound again. Oh. By the way, he made that sound in the third episode. When they were taking the glass out of Carol's arm, and Sadiq freaked out and he didn't know why. Yeah. It was because it was, he recognized the, the sound, sound but couldn't place it. Yep. Uh, so he turns around, he realizes that Dante is the guy from the barn. And he, he rather than playing it cool, he looks over at the axe on the I chair. I normally play it cool. Yeah. But and in, so, the, in that moment, too, he also realized he didn't sit there and just watch. Right. He actually was forcibly held down right. by hands and made his, made to watch. So he, he didn't just sit there and no, do nothing. No, he didn't just not protect them. Yeah. Right. So now he Dante realizes, Sadiq realizes, and they go to get the weapon. They fight. Ugh. Dante puts him in a chokehold. Now, somebody tweeted and said, um, that's a sleeper hold. You wouldn't uh, choke him. That wouldn't him. kill you? He choked him. Oh, let's yeah. just he choked yeah. him. Let's just, just yeah. Um, if you notice, he said to him Dante when he was choking him to death, "I didn't want, not you, not like this." In other words, I, you know, we may have we may have killed you guys, but I didn't want I didn't want to kill you, not like this. He not didn't here. want. I think he genuinely liked Sadiq. Yeah, I don't think he want. He knew he damn well had. And then to as do he this. was getting ready to die, did you hear what he said? Close your eyes. 
which is the opposite of open your eyes. I thought that was... Okay. Um, also, Alpha was at the fair. Wouldn't she know how many people were at the fair? I don't know. Uh, scenes for next week. They're burning uh, someone. I, uh, they're burying someone. We assume it's Sadiq. Mm-hmm. Gamma comes to Aaron and says she has information for him. Carol and Daryl are in the woods, and there's a body lying there. Um, Daryl says, oh, now you're going to believe the word of a whisperer? We don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Daryl repeatedly, uh, Daryl punches Dante in the face. Oh. We see Dante in a jail cell. Clearly they figured it out. Daryl is walking into a cave with his knives out. That could be Alpha's cave. We don't know. Mm-hmm. They show a boat sailing away with Michonne and Virgil. Uh, a guy comes ashore, uh, and Judith trips him with her stick. It's Virgil. Yep. Um, and everyone, like, good girl. Everyone at Oceanside is running. There seems to be a walker herd at Oceanside. Michelle looks scared. Um, Talking Dead was Chandler Riggs and Avi Nash. I suggest you watch it. It was a great episode. It was episode. a great episode. I really liked it. Uh, another scene they showed was Rosita and the baby go to see Sadiq. And Dante's there because he had just killed Sadiq. He tells her he went out to help some sick kid. And he names the kid mother by name. Which is weird because she could easily check that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he speaks Spanish to her. She speaks Spanish to him. He's acting really creepy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, he's something so off. <laughs> anyway, he's like, so is there a problem? The scene ends. Uh, they show Sadiq's dead body on the floor and its eyes open and he reanimated. And you hear him go, eh. Oh, God. So it's possible she sees Sadiq's walker form. Yeah. And now knows he killed Sadiq. Oh, yeah. I, w- I would imagine. That I mean, that would make total sense. Make sure you watch season 10, episode 8, the first few minutes. They show Alpha talking to Dante, hatching the plot, explaining everything that you don't know, saying how uh, Lydia doesn't know what he looks like. So that question is answered. Yep. Um, He spray painted Silence the Whispers to cause dissension among them. Uh, There's a lot more in that scene. I don't want to give it away. Just watch the scene. Uh, Talking Dead, um, they took a poll. Were you surprised Dante was a whisperer? 56% 56% said yes. It was pretty split, but yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of Talking Dead, uh, coming back from commercial, Chris Hardwick was playing a homemaker Carol and offering them <laughs> jam and bread. <laughs> and he offers uh, uh, Sadiq, Avi, and he says, oh, you know, I'll take whatever. And uh, he says, how about you, Carl? And Carl's sitting there with a big can of chocolate pudding. I love it. Just like the show. That was great. Big can of pudding. Uh, they did another poll. Was it right for Carol to use Lydia? 56% said no, it wasn't right. Dude, there's a, the lives are on the line. It, you got to do what you, you had to do. She had to do what she had to do. Right. Um, so there you go. The episode was directed by Michael Cutlets, who, by the way, according to my DirecTV, was supposed to be on the episode last night with Avi. Oh, not I not Chandler Riggs. Hmm. Next week, Father Gabriel, Seth Gilliam. Um, there's an interesting article in EW, if you have a chance. I don't have time here, but uh, Denise Huth, executive producer, yep. talks about uh, Gamma's world is completely devastated. She trusted Lydia. Uh, I mean, uh, she trusted Alpha. Alpha, and to see Lydia alive will change everything and uh, how she looks so. at things. Yeah. Now, there's another scene for next week on YouTube already. It's oh. Aaron talking to Gamma. Oh, yeah. Gamma came back from running away, and she basically says, she asks about the baby. Mm-hmm. She wants to see the baby because she clearly knows it's alive. She found out its name. He says her name's Adam. Yeah. He makes her answer questions. She takes her mask off and says her real name is Mary. Yep. I get the feeling that she's ready to turn evidence, work as a double agent. She's she's the new uh, Dwight. Interesting. Now, whether she survives this... I was just going to say, that's the other question. Will she make it? Ends up living with the survivors. 
I mean, she didn't kill anybody to our knowledge, right? She didn't. She's she killed a new, her sister. More of a newbie. She killed her sister, yeah. but she hasn't killed any any of our people. She yet. isn't technically hurt our side. And as far as Dante, read the article on EW, but it's by uh, Angela Kang interview, and she talks about why Dante, why they made him a doctor, because people trust the doctor, and that Sadiq having PTSD, that he would be having flashbacks, they would need another doctor. By the way, now they have no doctor unless he stays. No, they don't. Um, they said that you know using the name of a character people wouldn't suspect, um, that it was a great disguise because it would throw off comic book readers, because we all thought he was going to fall in love with Maggie eventually. Um, and she said that... Uh, that he was just the perfect character. They show in the clip he's hiding information in a tree, and they in, they, they show everything. Yeah. Now, here's a theory, and then we're going to wrap this up. Okay. Um, there's a theory that Dante kills Sadiq. Spoiler, Sadiq is dead. I mean, yeah. Because he wants to protect his identity, of course. Well, yeah, and that's why... He... But does he protect his identity for the long-term plan or because he really wants to stay living in Alexandria for a while? He's enjoying living like a human being. I mean, yeah, who and wouldn't? If, and if, and if, if Sadiq outed him, he would go to jail or be and killed. And that's why that prisoner got hemlocked. Right, to protect his secret. So now no one knows. Right. Yeah. So well. we, we know he gets caught. Yeah, well. But was it his intention to keep killing or was his intention to lay low, be a spy, but enjoy the high life? I think it was a combo job because I don't think he had really a choice from Alpha. Right. Go back but, and but watch he, the last. Liked right. living like that. Go back and watch the last few episodes. Yeah. Where he's flirting with the old with Cheryl, and he's oh, telling he's, to be in. he's telling Sadiq about being a war hero, and he seemed like a normal person, but he's obviously a psychopath. Uh, yeah. Um, also, um, I'm not going to spoil it. You can go watch the clip. In that clip, he does kill another background person. Mm-hmm. So um, yes, he does. He kills some. He killed someone before he killed Sadiq, mm-hmm. and they show it. Yeah, they do. So I don't know what else happens in the finale, but the first oh, few God, minutes just in this wait. clip. Are unbelievable. Un- unreal. So look at my Twitter at David Brody. I tweeted out yesterday. Or just go on YouTube and search The Walking Dead, season 10, episode 8, first few moments, yeah. first few minutes. Yeah. Every week they do that. So, all right. Okay. Uh, Yeah, we'll do another episode next Tuesday, maybe, before Thanksgiving. Sounds good. For the finale. Woo, yeah. And we'll take a little time off. Okay. It's time. What time is it? Time, time to, to shut, shut this shit down. down. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Hey everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. Let's learn about all of it and then some. Listen to Grown Up Stuff How to Adult on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Grown Up Stuff. Grown Up Stuff. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the planet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? Turns out, that story was way bigger than just an optical illusion. It's a cautionary tale about the decline of clickbait sites, the rise of algorithms and internet polarization, and the end of fun on the internet. 
Seriously. And that's just one story. We're giving every character their 16th minute. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 